Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Warning, this podcast contains explicit language. I'm Rich Joswiak. I'm a writer who frequently focuses on sex and significant others. And I'm Stoya. I write, and I used to make video pornography. Welcome to the How to Do It podcast, where we try to help you with all of your sex and relationship issues twice a week. You can ask us anything about sex, or your bodies, or dating etiquette, or whatever. We're here to help. So, Valentine's Day is upon us. Does this mean anything to you, Stoya? You know, we've discussed and even gotten questions about how I'm not particularly romantic and may in fact be what they call aromantic. Valentine's Day is stressful to me when I am dating someone because I don't have the, like, urge spontaneously to do the things that people expect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nor do I enjoy the things that most people want in a Valentine's. So it's like both parties kind of like trying to do it correctly, which is never a good idea. Um, but this year, I have jury duty. Oh my God. Wow. What a, <laughs> a Valentine's Day to remember. <laughs> that is a perfect activity for someone who might be aromantic. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my Valentine's Day this year. Well, congratulations. With a lot of actually even like non-greeting card holidays, but especially greeting card holidays, I just use them as excuses to like do what I would do anyway. So like my boyfriend and I go out to dinner fairly frequently uh, or order in dinner fairly frequently, more so in the pandemic. So like we'll do that. We'll have a nice meal. I'll buy him a present. It'll probably be a fragrance, which is like something I would do anyway. You know what I mean? Like with, with, with or without the holiday. So... I like Christmas as just an excuse to see my family. I I don't really have much investment in the religious underpinning of the holiday, much more the social one. But beyond all that is just this excuse. Sometimes if you don't have that formalized time that you're supposed to take, you don't end up taking it. And, And time can pass without, you know, seeing people or whatever. So it's just nice that we have built into our calendar these checkpoints where you take the time to give to someone or many people that you care about. And that's what Valentine's Day means to me. Nothing more, nothing less, really. That's really awesome. Well, you know, I try. That's beautiful. To create beauty where I can. So speaking of not putting more pressure on ourselves than we need to, our first letter. Dear How to Do It, 
My wife and I are in our mid-30s and we have an amazing sex life. We are pretty much each other's only consistent partner in our past history. With two kids and 12 years of history, it feels like I need to do more to spice things up. We have added in a little anal, use vibrators from time to time, 69 regularly, and with my work from home situation, we have fucked at new and fun times in multiple areas. But I feel like we need to do something more. What is a next step we should try without messing up what we currently have going? Signed, not in a rut, but could be doing better. So what this is giving me more than anything is this idea of like, I need to do this. I feel like I need to do more. And this seems to be coming from without as opposed to within this kind of expectation of what things are supposed to be as opposed to what they are. I think sex is best explored from within. I feel like I need to do something, something, anything. No, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I've taken to telling people to lead with their balls, which obviously can lead to um, selfishness. But I think a little bit of like leading with your balls can sometimes be in order because then you can like shed this I need to do something and get to actually what you want to do. Yeah, I'm actually reminded of our initial test questions, Mm. our writing samples, when we were initially hired for the How to Do It column. And one of them was from a member of a couple that was very vanilla. I remember this. And they enjoyed their vanilla. And both of us... We're like, you're fine. Vanilla ice cream is really popular. Yeah, it's not better or worse, really. It's just a flavor. And one of us went on this like whole discussion of like, and there's also like, there's French vanilla and vanilla bean and golden vanilla, all these different kinds of vanillas, nuances to vanilla. And it's a perennial thing. We had this question, what, three years ago. We're having it again now. This like, should we be doing more? And I see not so much anymore, but I did see several years ago in the subgroup of sex positive people who were sex educators who were also pro pornography. I saw people expressing occasionally that they felt like maybe they should put their butt where their mouth is and like actually perform in some porn. And there's, there's this pressure of like, I'm sex positive, I'm liberated, so therefore I need to like do all of the things. And that's really not necessary. No. I think it is wise to understand that sometimes sustained connection with a long-term partner requires sex to evolve, to keep things interesting, to keep feeding that novelty beast that we have inside of us that wants to keep trying new things, wants to keep pushing forward, is living a life that is always evolving. But at the same time, if something's working for you now, it's working for you now. Like maybe their thing is 69ing and a little bit of anal. And that's like what they do. And that works, you know? There are people who can have very enjoyable sex that doesn't vary that much over time. There's kind of almost like a script, you know, within the sex, just the A to B to C kind of thing. That works for some people and some people it doesn't. I would encourage this writer to kind of check in 
as to what exactly is causing this perceived need. I feel like we need to do more. What is making them feel that way? And what is the more? And with a phrasing like next step moving forward, I worry it might be a little like escalatory. Right. Like you get on the escalator, you 69, you do a little bit of anal, you pull out the blindfold. And really you want to think of it as like a two axis grid. Yes. Or even a constellation where there's all of these different things that you could do. And maybe some of them are similar in certain ways. And so if blindfolds is the direction you want to go, cool. If matching breathing is the direction that's interesting, like that's also awesome. Or like dialing into the details of how they 69 together and optimizing it. Right. You know, with all that said, there does seem like some kind of, I don't know, obvious or common territory that we see people branching out into as they kind of uh, enhance and maybe even optimize what their sex lives are together in general, you know, as they kind of advance. You know, you mentioned blindfolds. There's also role play, dressing up, bondage, light or heavy. And even it occurred to me and it, it made me think that like maybe this is a dog whistle for a kind of opening up the relationship or kind of uh, exploring some kind of ethical non-monogamy. So maybe you want to try a threesome, try, uh, you know, a, a swingers party, do that kind of stuff. Is that what this person is asking permission to talk about with their partner? We don't know, but mm. it very well could be. There are several books that are like an A to Z of sexuality, mm. right? Like it'll have a specific about sex, a kink or a fetish or a prop or gear or whatever it is. And then it'll have a paragraph or two about that thing. One example that's very like quirky and cute called Curious Pleasures, a Gentleman's Collection of Beastliness by Erasmus St. Jude Croom, which I am 100% certain is a pen name. That kind of tone of like posh Victorian artifact can also have a way of making things more comfortable because of humor, or there are more traditional like A to Z encyclopedia of sexual specifics. But you can go through it together as a couple and Maybe you go through from A to Z. Maybe every night you randomly pick an entry and you're like, huh, is this interesting to us? Like, what is it? Does it spark curiosity for either of us? If so, let's pursue it and see where that goes. Yeah. Like I said before, I think it's very healthy to be thinking this way. You know, what can we do? Let's keep this alive. I want to keep it going keep moving forward, etc. But you don't want to be so focused on that, that you're placing undue pressure on yourselves or the relationship to venture into territory that you just don't need to and, and don't actually have actual interest in. Like I said before, this should be coming from within. You, you explore 
where your gut leads you a lot of the times with sex. And if it's not leading you into certain areas, you don't really need to go there. You can check them out, but there's there's no necessity. This need that you feel, I think, is largely an invention of your imagination. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's move on to the next letter. Dear How to Do It. I've been happily married to my wife for 15 years now, and we have two kids. Before she was with me, a guy, she lived her life basically as a lesbian. I started as an exception. During our marriage, she dated women from time to time, and I always supported it. I was never jealous. Half a year ago, she fell in love with one of her dates, and we are all in a really happy, closed, polyamorous relationship together. It's fun. My wife's girlfriend and I get along great. The kids love her. It's all amazing. It's a V structure, not a triad. The sex is separated, my wife and her girlfriend, or my wife and me. I'm not interested in sex with her girlfriend. Even when she's hot, I'm just happy with my wife, and I never had the urge to sleep with someone else. And in my mind, the thought of making out with my wife's girlfriend is weird. We are more like close friends. But after these months now, I really would like to establish a kind of sexual life for all of us three together, where my wife can enjoy us both at the same time, and I can witness their love together. We've talked about it. Me and her girlfriend are on board, but it all comes down to my wife. She's the connection between us all, and she's insecure because she thinks that I could touch her girlfriend, and then she would be hurt and jealous. I don't know how we can assure her that she can trust us, and we'll all be happy and fine with it. Is it so unbelievable that a man doesn't want the classic threesome? Signed, Looking to Try. Okay, well, what he's describing is not the classic threesome, which would involve two women who are primarily there to serve a man. The relationship dynamic is such that that is not the case. This person's wife is the hinge in the V. And so the service is primarily of her, right? She's the one with the two lovers that are now coming together. That does seem to be what he's describing he thinks it would be. But it also seems like the wife's fear is that it would turn into this classic threesome. Yes. And I don't know the wife's backstory. I don't know what her experiences with men have been, but I can imagine that she's had enough negative experiences with men where it makes sense that she would be worried that this would take a turn down Doodley Avenue and be not what she's okay with. I'm wondering, Could they tie him to a chair? Mm. I mean, that's a good idea. I think before they even get there, though, we should examine 
the power dynamic in the relationship. And, and obviously, I'm familiar with the V structure. I've never experienced it myself, but it seems very clear to me as an outsider that the hinge has the power, you know, if anybody does. So because this is the person who has the two partners, who has the distinct romantic relationships, a lot falls on her. And if she's not on board with this situation, I don't really understand what the point is even in attempting to get her there. This is about her sex life with these two people. And those two people may have some idea, but the buck stops at her. I mean, wouldn't you say, am I interpreting that properly? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the sentence because she thinks that I could touch her girlfriend and then she would be hurt and jealous. And it was delivered with such certainty that I took it as like, oh, yeah, that's the issue. How can we solve around it? But you're correct. She may simply not want this. And she may have not even given a reason as to why she doesn't want it. And our writer assumed that's a possibility. And it's also possible that she felt pressured to give a reason and gave one thing that felt maybe right, but doesn't quite understand it herself. You know, we will all be happy and fine with it. So what if she's not happy? Or what if the husband and the girlfriend, one of them thinks they'll be happy and then it happens and they're not happy? The V is defined by a sense of rigidity, right? I mean, it's it's not a kind of free-for-all. It's not the kind of throuple triad situation where it's like person A and person B have a relationship, person A and person C have a relationship, person B and person C have a relationship, then they have their entire dynamic. It is a lot more rigid than that. There are two relationships that are connected and they are adjacent, but they're not intersecting. In another situation, let's say like you're you're open with your boyfriend, you're out at a bar and like you meet somebody and, and somebody needs a kind of convincing, let's say. Not coercion, but just like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. Oh, come on, blah, blah, blah. That's a conversation, right? I don't really see how like the two points of a V that aren't the hinge, I don't see it working that way. I don't know, maybe it could but it just seems like the hinge has to make a lot of those decisions. And if she's not motivated to do this, I don't really even understand how pushing forward with that respects the integrity of the organization of the relationship. I'm also this, uh, where I can witness their love together. Perhaps she doesn't want to have exhibitionistic sex for his voyeuristic pleasure. Yeah, or even, you know, I've read that as compersion, which is, you know, slightly different than Mm. voyeurism, but still, that is their thing, that they have the say on whether or not they share it. And, And both people need to be on board with that. You know, even if it is this, like, beautiful, like, I want to get pleasure from your pleasure that has nothing to do with me. It can be a very kind of generous, benevolent expression of love that compersion you know but if everybody's not on board that's not going to work and i just think that this guy is kind of overstepping his role i don't i don't think he gets to like make this decision yeah and like your wife's relationship with her girlfriend is not for you 
Right. It's not for you to get off on. And I think that's part of where the overstepping is happening. Yeah. And yeah. also part of why this concern that it's going to turn into a traditional male-female-female threesome is coming from. Because I know when a man that I'm dating makes my pleasure about them. Yeah. turn off. It usually goes a certain way. Yeah, totally. So it's a very interesting, intricate issue superficially, but I think this question kind of boils down to the kind that we really are averse to, which is like, how can I convince, aka coerce in this situation, I think, this person into doing something that they don't want to do? And I just don't think beyond the ethics of, of that very, you know, impulse, I don't think it even makes sense within this arrangement to even try. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking. There's nothing wrong with sharing. There's nothing wrong with feeling so comfortable with your partner that you can feel like you can ask for something. But I don't know. She said no. Uh, But I would say that there is something wrong with asking after a certain after a certain point. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, introducing the subject. You know, talking about this. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, "Look, I had this idea." You know, we have this unconventional structure as it is. No, no, no. But if she says no. She said no. Then, like, continuing to ask, it's badgering. So the ball is in her court, basically. I would say at this point, you tried. You got the girlfriend on board. You you gave a presentation. It was rejected. Now it's up to her to call you back if she decides that she wants to do this. Yeah, so good luck. Okay, that's all for now, but we're not done this week. Slate Plus members get another episode of How to Do It on Mondays, where we answer even more of your questions. In tomorrow's episode, you'll hear from a letter writer whose girlfriend has been avoiding him after she found out his secret sex pleasure. To hear that discussion, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash H-T-D-I-P-L-U-S. If you're in need of sex advice, you can write to howtodoit at slate.com slash howtodoit. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-640-4025, and we may use it on the show. Everything is anonymous, and nothing is too weird or embarrassing. Our show is produced by Chow Tu. How to do its editor is Jeffrey Bloomer. Our letter readers are Shasha Leonard and Benjamin Frisch. And if you've been loving the show, please rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.